The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. And, and good Thursday morning and welcome to another edition of Analyze This here on your NPR station, the U.S. Virgin Islands, WTJXFM, with yours truly, uh, Neville James. It is a overcast and wet Thursday in paradise, but um, like they say in the business, the show uh, must go on. Um, Summer Sibley's going to be joining me uh, in our number two on We Grow Food. Uh, 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 she's with the Good Food Coalition, but We Grow Food is also going to be uh, joining us as well uh, in... Um, the 9 a.m. Uh, hour. Uh, but let's get right to it. Uh, we got uh, uh, the good folks from Crew de Croix. This is a big weekend here on St. Croix, like it typically is uh, this time of year, uh, every year. Um, and joining me in the studio, uh, good morning. How are good, you? Good morning, Neville. Introduce yourself to the audience, if you will. I'm Carmen Wilson, Director of Marketing for Crew de Croix. Who is Crew de Croix? Crew de Croix started in 2002 to bring all peoples of St. Croix together and promote businesses along the North Shore. We are an all-volunteer, nonprofit organization. And you recently had a, a um, dog show? We had a dog parade, dog parade. on the boardwalk. Yeah. It's um, known as Crew de Barcas. Crew de Barcas, yeah. And all the dogs were dressed in the Roaring Twenties theme, which mm -hmm. is the theme for the year, I believe. It went well? And it went exceptionally well. We raised money and donated that money to um, four rescue um, animal groups. Animal groups, okay, that's good. Glad to hear that. But uh, the real reason you're here today is? Marty Croy. Marty Croy. How long have we been doing Marty Croy here? Uh, this is about the 20th one. We did not do it during COVID, okay. but this is the 20th, I believe. And what is Mardi Gras? Mardi Gras is a takeoff on Mardi Gras, and it was started by um, many years ago by folks who moved here from New Orleans, and they thought that we needed um, some sort of activity like that. And since, you know, St. Croix is a big party and parade island, uh, it was a perfect fit. And this takes place over in uh, Estate La Valley, KMB? Yes, sir. It starts at Sylvie's Place in La Valley, and it goes down to the landing in, on Cane Bay Beach. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Give us some, uh, some history in terms of uh, how it's evolved over the years. Every year it has a different theme, and it has evolved from... You know, the early days of being a very dressy affair to now using the, uh, a theme every year. People dress according to the theme, whether they're on the beach watching or down the parade route watching, on the floats or as troops. They all, all, all go with the casual theme of whatever we choose. Mm -hmm. So yep. this year, the, our theme is the Roaring Twenties, since that's the decade we're in. Mm -hmm. And I just can't wait to see all the elaborate costumes that people have created. Talk about the planning and, and uh, sponsorships and, and all the logistics that go into making this a success that it is. Okay, since we are truly nonprofit, we, we really do 
depend on all the donations and sponsorships, monetary sponsorships that we can get in order to execute the parade because it's an expensive endeavor and you know we we do rely on the kindness of the island people um you know some of our some of our uh, sponsors are individuals and some are businesses and we we give our thanks to all of them that have helped us um we we do have a float we had to rebuild our float this year it had a lot of damage to it so we did um we had to do that and um we you know we've done some fundraisers some raffles and you know and our group has had a lot of fun along the way and it's and it's built new friendships among our committee now um Mardi Gras is a a happy-go-lucky um, type of experience uh, in New Orleans. That's the same theme over here with Mardi Gras? It's a little bit tamer version than they have in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can, you can um, bring a chair, sit along the parade route. Um, the, the parade starts at noon, but parking is limited and the roads get closed at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. So be sure to get there early if you want a parking place close up. Otherwise, you'll have to walk a ways. And um, the Sylvie's is having a breakfast if you want to have breakfast. If you come early enough and you want to have brec- breakfast, she's serving breakfast starting at 7.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, it's a lot of good food there. And... Um, you can line the parade route, or you can put your beach chair on on Cane Bay Beach, and as the floats come along, you can get up and come out to the road roadside, just a few feet, and enjoy the the parade and catch some beads. How um, um what's the what's the, the the largest amount of participants you've had in the parade over the years? Participants, I would say, is probably. 10, 10 to 12 floats and troops. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've been to all the ones since I moved here nine years ago. So, you know, it's a, the parade is a couple hours long. You know, it's, 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 it's a fun parade. You can get out and, 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 and interact. The, the viewers can interact with the floats and the, the troops there. And it, it's sometimes it's a, a little bit of everything. We never know who's going to sign up to be in the parade, mm-hmm. but you know it, it's always wonderful to have as many as possible. And we've advertised to many people. Some are businesses that are in the in the parade, and some are individuals. Um, some are talented folks. We usually uh, we usually rely on Cowboy Steve to come in on a on a horse, or his or his or his partner come in on a horse, mm-hmm. and you know. Back in the days when he had Eeyore the donkey, the donkey was always there for the children. So it's a little bit of something for everything. And, you know, I'm looking forward to it since I've been, been a, a, a participant organizer of the event to see how well it goes this year. Um, the police department, the Virginia Police Department, um, Cooter Croy has a relationship with them, right? Because there has to be... Um, a, a safety component uh, that, that is incorporated in any kind of public event we of absolute, this nature. Yeah, we absolutely do, Neville. Um, we have to apply and pay for a permit that gives us the um, coverage, the police coverage. 
they close the roads, they police uh, the roads, and, you know, they make sure that everybody is, you know, compliant with the safety rules. Mm-hmm. And so you got some documentation or anything that you wanted to, um, to publicly uh, articulate? You got some sponsors there as well? Or? I do have a sponsor list. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. We would like to thank Sylvie's Place for all of her help. Um, Jolly Roger Tees or Jolly STX Printing. Tropical Bracelet Company for a donation um, that we get to raffle off. Leatherback Landing Beach Bar for all their assistance. Blue's Backyard Barbecue and Grill. Fly the Whale. Mark Thompson. John Rains. Mitchell Larson Studios for beautiful trophies. And Chandra's Pet Salon. Um, some of these people have given us products to to, to raffle off. Mm-hmm. Um, there and speaking of trophies, there will be a first, second, and third place winner that will receive a trophy for uh, their float or their troop as mm-hmm. voted by our judges. Okay, that's good. That's good. You're originally from where, Miss Wilson? I'm from Richmond, Virginia. Okay. Okay. It's, it's a little bit warmer down here this time of year. Yes, sir. That's why I moved here. <laughs> Uh, it's it's kind of nippy this morning. It was like high 60s, low 70s this morning. So it's, yeah. it's, it's been that way uh, for the last uh, day and a half. So you excited about Saturday? I'm very excited. And I do hope um, so many people will come out and view the parade and, mm-hmm. and enjoy the environment. Because it's not like New Orleans. It's a little more manageable. Um, it's not as body. So, uh, you know, you can bring children out. It's fine. And I'd, I'd had some inquiries on Facebook about, you know, was it uh, was it suitable for children? And yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just a very enjoyable day along the North Shore. Um, we have Off the Wall has Mama's Black Sheep there prior to the parade start. And at the finale of the parade, Mama's Black Sheep will play again for several hours. After um, this event... Um what, what's the next target for Crew de Croix in 2024? We are... Or are you our early year focus uh, <laughs> as it relates to events? Um, it seems like we've done everything early, but we do... Um, once we get past this, we will start talking about doing another food competition, like a gumbo cook-off or a Callaloo cook-off mm-hmm. or, or a combination. And... We're, we hope to we hope to start planning on that and get that in the works, maybe for the fall. We're we're just a we're we're almost a new organization with um with membership. You, so you, you've had a Caraloo competition before. Or this is the first go around. You would. I think they've had some in the past. I know Sylvie's a Caraloo connoisseur. Yes, yes you know so that's the reason why. Yes, uh, I, I asked that, and she's the one who suggested it. <laughs> Good. You know, the North Shore um, is rich uh, in history. Um, if you go even, I guess, further east, uh, back to Salt River, for obvious reasons. Yes. Um, and uh, KNB um, continues to to become a, a more attractive area. I, I drove through there um, the first week of the year because um, I had a friend of mine, um, and we went to lunch. Uh, she's a musician along with another musician, and we went to the, uh, a veggie um, location here uh, on the North Shore, on, on North Shore Road. So they said they wanted to drive through Cane Bay. And when we uh, came through the La Valley area and then got up on top of the ridge and looked down, 
Um, this is uh, two o'clock, uh, like on a Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon, and I saw a lot of people hanging out in Cane Bay, going to the beach and all that stuff. Cane Bay continues to, to 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 make its mark here in the territory. Absolutely, I've been down there more than normal lately. We're just working on the parade and working with the, the different um, businesses along the route, and. The, the the beaches have been full but mm-hmm. the, the the cars are parked along the road and you know they're doing a great business there and, and it's it's wonderful to see there, there is a, a part of uh KNB known as the waves where it can it, it can get rough you got you got to be careful yeah the, the the beach area the further west you head towards uh the carambola direction yes um it, it tends to, to calm down but up uh, by the rocks on the ridge uh the waves can get testy. Stay away from those rocks. <laughs> Just stick to the sand. And then there's a lot of it there. And it's some good snorkeling, good diving there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a they have Sweet Bottom Dive Shop is right behind the landing restaurant. Mm-hmm. And they can they can take you out scuba diving right there. And you can go straight out to the wall. Have they measured the length of the, um, the, the parade route? How, how long is the parade route, technically? Technically, I'd say about a mile and a half. Mile and a half, right? Yeah. That's a, that's a good walk. It is a good uh, walk. Uh, and uh, and uh, but it looks like, because uh, we're dealing with some weather right now, but it looks like it's going to clear out, and it should be good uh, for this weekend. Let's hope it's clear. Yeah. yeah. And so we do have several vendors that are set up along the parade route mm-hmm. with, with food and beverages and, and, and merchandise. So, you know, whatever you... You know, has that quota been met? If somebody's listening right now, a vendor who has a food van and wanted to to, to, to set up uh, uh, along the parade road, what, what should they do or can they do it and what should they do? They need to do it quickly. If they would like to, they can email Mona Owens, M-O-N-A-O-W-E-N-S 55 at yahoo.com. And she Mona will, Owens? Mona Owens. 55. Yes. At Yahoo? Yes, sir. Okay. And you, there are forms that you need um, you need to fill out. You need a valid health card and a um, business license, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. current. Mm-hmm. And she will send you the forms that you fill out and get back to her so that she can find a slot for you along the parade route. Um, if somebody wants to join uh, Crew de Croix, how, how does that uh, what, what's, what's, the, what's, the, what's the process there to join Crew to Crew? We have a Facebook page. It's STX Crew, spelled K-R-E-W-E, mm-hmm. de, spelled D-E, Croy, C-R-O-I-X, of course. And they can put an inquiry there to get membership in our organization, and I will be the one that will get back with them. K-R-E-W-E. K-R-E-W-E. Mm-hmm. That's the spelling that they use in New Orleans. And mm-hmm. each there are many crews in the New Orleans parade, and each one is a different civic organization mm-hmm. with, a diff- with a different purpose. Okay. Okay. So, um, wrap up the conversation. Give me some more details. You want to repeat the details for Saturday for those who are listening and uh, looking for some place to go. It's a midday event. Okay. Mm-hmm. Marty Croy is this Saturday, February 10th. And the parade starts at noon, leaving Sylvie's Place in La Vallee and traveling west down the North Shore Road, mm-hmm. and it ends around the landing. And the, the parade route is um, 
blocked off to, to, in, for, to traffic at 11 a.m., and the police will be there to make sure that no one gets through. So, you know, if you have... So, wait, so when you get to the Rowdy Joe's Corner, there'll be, there'll be no access um, once you... Once you that's, head west from that road, that Rody Joe's corner. That's correct, and okay. there there is limited parking along the road. So, you know, if you if you want to park close up, then get there early. If your car is in in the area where the parade travels, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But you can't get through there after they close the road at eleven. Okay, and um, you know, people. The, we we actually do need some parking lots and shuttle services. So if anybody wants to volunteer a piece of land that they could use as a parking lot, that would be wonderful. Mm-hmm. And uh, there used to be one, but he's he's now not allowing it any longer. So there are some roads that lead off North Shore Road and go up the hill. And if they're not washed out from all this rain, you can park on those. Okay. Uh, um, so. Uh, if you're coming from the west, though, um, the, the Carambola side, yes, the road is blocked off. At what point? Where it, they land them? It's where Spratnet is. Spratnet. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, good. So okay. right there is where it's blocked off, and there there are some places to park on on the west end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So whether you come from the west end or the the east end, um, you know, just be, as as um, as Crusians always are, we're very creative in our parking. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. We're talking with Carmen Wilson from our uh, Crew de Croix. Uh, Mardi Croix takes place uh, this weekend. Uh, the parade starts at noon, um, but the the road is blocked off beginning at eleven, and that'll stay that way until about what two thirty, three o'clock. About about two thirty. About yes. two thirty, three mm-hmm. o'clock, and then uh, uh, then everybody will just hang out uh, down there uh, by the landing. Um, I want to thank you very much. Uh, c- congratulate Mardi Croix once again. Uh, Crew de Croix, uh, for making Marty Croix a reality uh, in 2024 as we work our way back to normalcy um, coming out of the pandemic um, that had impacted us. Um, seems like yesterday was actually four years ago, uh, uh, four, three, and two years, uh, respectively. And uh, good luck on Saturday and have fun. Thank you so much, Neville. You got it. That's Carmen Wilson, originally Ota. Uh, Richman VA, but uh, she's in the VA now. She's one of us here uh, in the territory. We'll take a break and be back right after this. Fresh start. The Bank of St. Croix provides in-person service, personal and business checking accounts, online banking, and mobile apps for banking on the go, a nonprofit community investment checking account, and a 24-hour banking cash management platform. There are two locations, one in Gallus Bay and one in Peters Rest. The Bank of St. Croix has something for everyone. Contact a customer service specialist for details regarding our nonprofit community investment checking account. Member FDIC. mornings, we're here for you with Weekend Edition. Two hours of news, interviews, new music, new books, rattling good stories, interesting people, challenging analysis, laughs, air shows, and donkey rides for the kids. So come along with us. Weekend Edition, Saturday mornings from NPR News. 
Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. With so much going on, it can be hard to keep up with who's doing what and why. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, letting you know whether it's news from across the country and the world or a deep conversation about a novel, movie, or music, we got you. Grab your coffee or your earbuds and tune in to Weekend Edition from NPR News. Sundays at 8 a.m. right here on WTJX FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Hi, I'm Peter Sangle. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party! Or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. And we're back here and analyze this. We're going to reach out to the weather service uh, down in uh, San Juan uh, so they can let us know uh, how much longer um, uh, this uh, system uh, is going to be uh, here uh, in the region uh, because uh, it is it is significant. Looking at the weather service, and it looks like we're going to have uh, rain throughout the day. And I was looking at the radar, and... Um, Clearly, um, it's overcast um, uh, right about now. And uh, it looks like this might be... Uh, well, it looks, it looks like it, there's, there's, there's a lot of rain in between uh, St. Croix uh, and the northern virgins of St. Thomas and St. John. The heavy convection. looks like there's more convection uh, to the south of St. Croix as well, right? And this system has been moving uh, in a northeasterly direction and from the southwestern side, so uh, we're looking. Uh, we got the weather service uh, on the line. Good morning. Who am I speaking with? Good morning. This is Mary Angelus. How are hey, you guys doing? Hey, Mary Angelus. How are you doing today? Pretty good, and you? I'm doing good. Um, still very wet in these parts. Mm-hmm. Yep. But hopefully um, by later today, you guys will have some dry air filtering in across the area so yes like you said still a wet pattern at least through the morning hours into the afternoon hours mm -hmm. and then some dry air will filter in um into the island what about the wind yeah today um we're not expecting anything uh, too significant related with um the wind yesterday um it was fluctuating the the wind gusts were fluctuating around 20 to 30 miles per hour but that's not the case today okay. we're only ex yeah we're only expecting light winds light to moderate light winds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we still have a, a, a small craft advisory through the weekend yes we do um we also have the high rip current risk across the western and um eastern atlantic i mean the all the i mean at least 
the island of San Thomas will have the recurrent risk, and then the small craft advisory will remain uh, through the weekend. So that's not the case for St. Croix. You guys don't have um, any rip current risk in effect, although the St. Thomas Island and St. John will have the high rip current risk as well as the um, small craft advisory. Okay. Um, I got a question for my listeners. Uh, what about surge? Say that one more time. I can't hear you. What, what about surge? Uh, uh, heavy waves and, and things of that nature uh, along the shorelines? Yes, um, we do have that swell coming in. It started to come in early today, early this morning. Mm-hmm. So seas will be fluctuating at least in the um, the near shore waters. Will be fluctuating around five, six feet this morning, and then later in the afternoon, you guys will experience six to seven, at least in the near shore and then offshore waters will experience um, seven feet of eight. The storm surge, um, <clears throat> um, that has been going on for, for a while now, for like the last two days, right? Well, the last couple of days, we were getting some energy related to the swell, but not um, the, the whole energy itself. So today, this morning, we started getting in. So that's why we have been getting some pulses here and there in the past couple of days, but today into the weekend is the one that we were expecting for sure. No, the eastern part of Puerto Rico where you're at, um, y'all been getting a significant amount of rain, right? Uh, well, early this morning, we only got up to 0.60 um, inches of rain, but throughout the night, we reached up to around two inches of rain. Mm-hmm. But we did got some rain, nothing too significant, but we did got some rain. The clearing out you're talking about that should happen when this 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 afternoon or early this evening. Um, this afternoon into the evening hours. Okay. Yeah, the dry air is now filtering across the western sections of Puerto Rico, and then later on today, you guys will be uh, seeing that dry air. Okay, good. And then um, <clears throat> for the weekend, we should be uh, pretty clear throughout the weekend. Yeah, throughout the weekend, you guys will have. I mean, all of us. Uh, we're all going to have some light humidity across the area, but overall mostly um, dry conditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so pretty good and nice weather for the weekend. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Well, Mary Angeles, thank you very much. And, um, yeah, no problem. We'll, we'll reach out to um, the weather service uh, if need be uh, going forward, okay? Yeah, sounds good. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Um, that's Mary Angelis uh, from the Weather Service uh, down there uh, in San Juan. And yeah, since uh, since Tuesday night, um, uh, the weather uh, been acting up. Um, and uh, yesterday was a, a off and on uh, thing over the, overnight. Uh, it it, uh, it 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 didn't rain as as much as it did on Tuesday night. Tuesday night was significant rain. Uh, last night wasn't that bad. However, the temperatures, right? The temperatures yesterday morning uh, coming in uh, uh, to the station into Christianstead um, uh, wasn't but wasn't anywhere near what I saw this morning. You know, uh, I drive. Uh, there's two ways into Christianstead. There's a uh, the Constitution Hill, 
route, or you could stay on Center Line Road and work your way past uh, Public Works. This morning, I took the Constitution Hill route, and when I got up there, I was looking at, at, at my dashboard. It was at 70 degrees, and there's this one area up there where there's a lot of uh, tree overhang. And then when I saw it drop down to 69 degrees, I make sure I take a picture quick. And then uh, when I got into the studio, uh, uh, Glenn Roy uh, told me he was, he was talking with uh, our, our worker, our co-workers up at Mountaintop, and they had gotten down to 68 degrees. Um, so that means that overnight, there's a possibility that it might have been a little bit uh, cooler than that. And particularly here on the bypass, uh, that's one area there where you have that, that funnel. You got those... Uh, you got you got the, the hillsides, uh, more on the south, uh, and then you got the ridge on the on the on the on the northern side of the the bypass, and you work your way through there. It could get really really nice uh, up there as well. So uh, we appreciate that. You know, but uh, the most important thing is the island gonna be green for an extended amount of time. The ground is gonna be uh, uh, saturated, and um, uh, anytime the island green, we're good for that because. Uh, we have been known uh, to go into some um, very uh, prolonged droughts here uh, in the Virgin Islands. So the farmers, them, should uh, be doing good as well. Now, um, we spoke with uh, Commissioner uh, Deanne Wells-Hedrington uh, on yesterday. Uh, yesterday, uh, during the latter part of the show, uh, when uh, Doug Cole had joined uh, and we're doing some co-hosting. Uh, I'll, um, I'm reading a uh, a source story now. It said all public schools in the St. Thomas St. John district will operate on their regular schedules on Thursday, while some St. Croix schools will be in person and others will be virtual due to the inclement weather this week. The education department announced last night. Okay, the department cautioned, however that the public should be aware that weather conditions can potentially change. Parents, guardians, and students are asked to stay vigilant regarding any new information that may be shared through official Virgin Islands Department of Education and media channels Thursday morning. In the St. Thomas, St. John District, all public schools will operate on their regular schedules. On St. Croix, the following schools will operate on their regular uh, schedules. Um, Pre-K to 6, Ricardo Richards, Lou Muckle, and Claudio Muckle. Pre-K to 8, Juanita Gardin, and the St. Croix Educational uh, Complex High School. Due to impact caused by adverse weather conditions and to ensure the continuity of education, the following public school sites will transition to virtual learning on Thursday, the department said. Teachers will provide instructional links through parent portal and, and via student emails following campus assessments an update will be provided regarding the return to in-person learning at these school sites Alfredo Andrews pre-k through 6 Pearl B. Lawson pre-k through 8 Eula Rivera pre-k through 8 St. Croix Central High School Janice Woodson High School virtual instruction from 8 a.m. to noon on Thursday and Friday to allow teachers to prepare classrooms for the first day back on campus Monday, right? And a virtual family meeting for parents and students will take place 
at 6 p.m. Thursday via Zoom, the department said. The release did not provide a link for the meeting. Okay? So, um, uh, St. Thomas is normal. St. Croix is not. Okay? St. Croix has uh, three elementary schools that go pre-K to six. Um, that is in person. That's Ricardo Richards, Lumoco, and Claudio Marco. Pre-K to eight. Juanita Gardinzi. I'm learning uh, as we go. Right? Because I didn't even know Juanita Gardinzi were pre-K to eight uh, as right now. And then the Educational Complex High School. Um, um, they are um, in person. However, Alfredo Andrews, Pearl B, Yuli Rivera, and Alfredo Andrews is pre-K to 6, Pearl B and Yuli Rivera pre-K to 8, along with uh, St. Croix Central High School. They are in virtual learning mode as we speak. And then, of course, Woodson slated to reopen uh, on Monday. Right? So... That's um uh so they're going virtual this morning up to noon up to noon today and tomorrow and to allow uh teachers to prepare classrooms for the first day back um uh on Monday. Now, you know, I'm I'm looking at, at, at this number, right? There was a time when we had ten elementary schools on Synchro. Right? This is to show you how things have changed, right? Um, right now, we have Ricardo Richards, Dumaco, Claudio Marco, Juanita Gardin, Alfredo Andrews, Pearl B. Lawson, and Yuli Rivera, right? So that means no Henderson, no Evelyn Williams, right? And there's one more. Okay, it used to be it used to be ten. And having worked in education in the, in the procurement, we used to have ten elementary schools, three junior high schools, and two senior high schools. Right? So I, I, I want I want to run through them in my mind now. I know we started with Pearl B, and then Juanita Gardin, Lou Muckle, Ricardo Richards, Alfredo Andrews. That's, oh, Charles Emmanuel. That's the one right there. Charles Emmanuel. That's 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 the third one. See the, the brain, the brain ain't the brain ain't so bad. You know what I mean? You know, uh yeah, so things have changed. Right? So uh Charles Emmanuel, which is one of our older campuses, by the way, along with um um Juanita Gardin, Yulali Rivera, and Claudio Marco. Those are the four uh staples, right? And then in the 70s, you know, as a result of uh, population growth, um, we started seeing new schools uh, being built. Um, Proby Larson and, and, and Alfredo Andrews and Alexander Henderson, those three uh, footprints were identical, right? And then uh, uh, Lou Muckle actually came before those three, right? So we had the, the four that I mentioned. Then you had Lou Muckle. That bring us to five. Then you had those three. And the eastern end 
in the central part of the island, in Alfredo Andrews, and then Alexander Helsinong in the west. That took us to eat. And then, um, what was next? Mm, probably Evelyn Williams, you know. And then Ricardo Richards. You check? I think Ricardo Richards is the youngest uh, uh, elementary school we have here on St. Croix. So I think they opened like in 80 or 81, uh, somewhere around there. And that would bring us to 10. And then uh, uh, the Elena, Elena Christian, right, um, used to be a, uh, the Christian said uh, uh, grammar school. It used to be a K to 12 way back in the day uh, before Central opened. And then uh, uh, once Juanita Gardin, uh, the lower end of that 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 um that, that footprint opened, then Elena Christian became a junior high school, and then we had a, a, a Elena Christian that was built uh, over there, the Estate Princess, but the the salt the salt blast uh, over there uh, impacted that school, and you know that's unfortunate because that was an ideal place to have a school. A nice residential neighborhood, and they built the uh, Elena Christian there. But that one that deteriorated. That's that's painful when you drive by there and see it now. Um, what it is? Uh, Arthur Richards opened in the late seventies, right? And that uh, eased some of the burden because Claudio Marco used to be K to eight uh, back in the day, and then when Arthur Richards opened, it was actually seven, eight, and ninth grade. Right, uh, and then uh, that was like 77, 78, somewhere around there, and then uh, John Woodson in 82, 83. <clears throat> I remember that one because uh, that was the year I went to college, and uh, Jimmy Rogers was the principal there at, at John Woodson School, and then finally, uh, the educational complex opened up in 1995, so that was the 15th. Uh, schools that we have, but that number now is reduced. And uh, so we're looking at uh, where we're at right now with some uh, in-person and virtual learning because of the weather we've been dealing with since uh, Tuesday. So what we'll do is we'll take a break. We'll come back. And um, maybe we'll talk to somebody from education uh, to let us know what's going on on the same time I say. We'll be back right after this. presents Imani Wins, Woodwind and Brass Quintet, a celebration of composers of color. This Friday, 6 p.m. on St. John and Saturday, 8 p.m. on St. Thomas. The three-time Grammy-nominated Imani Wins have inspired audiences of all backgrounds for over a quarter century. Imani Wins presents original chamber music compositions and arrangements of Herbie Hancock and Poquito de Rivera's improvisational sounds. The performance is made possible with support from the National Endowment for the Arts. Sometimes you need a moment to just step back, relax, and listen to your favorite song. I'm Raina Duris, and on the next World Cafe, maybe I can help you find something new to love, or maybe remind you of something you've been missing. 
There's so much music out there to enjoy. So take a moment, take a breath, and tune in to World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. So I spent the past year trying to figure out what news designed for 21st century humans might look like. One of the things that really stuck with me was that we now know that humans actually need hope to get up in the morning. And I don't think as a journalist, I ever thought about it that way. We're always looking for new and better ways to understand the world we live in. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. As the news gets more complex and changes through the day, you need more than just a quick headline check. Here and Now keeps you connected to your world between Morning Edition and All Things Considered as the news and the people shaping it are changing in real time. I'm Robin Young. Follow along on Here and Now, NPR News weekday afternoons. From 2 to 4 on WTJX FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. back here and analyze this and uh, we should be hearing from um, Michelle Salomon. She is uh, the uh, public relations voice uh, uh, communications uh, director um, for um, the Department of Education and um, I believe we have her on the line uh, right now. Uh, Good morning Ms. Salomon. How are you? A pleasant good morning to you, Senator. I'm doing well, and yourself? I'm doing well. Talk to me. Okay, just wanted to inform the public regarding operations for all public schools in the territory. On St. Thomas, following our assessments yesterday, all of our public schools in the St. Thomas, St. John District are open on their regular schedules so everyone can get back to school on St. Thomas. Regarding St. Croix, because of the state of our facilities and the impact of rain that we received on the district of St. Croix yesterday, we're sort of going to do a hybrid. So there are schools that are back in person on their campuses, and they are going to follow their regular schedule. So regular school operations are for the Ricardo Richards pre-K to 6, the Lou Muckle pre-K to 6, and the Claudio Marco pre-K to six schools. They are on campus in person. Also, the Juanita Gardine pre-K to six school and the Sincroy Educational Complex. Those students are on campus in person, regular school operations, regular school schedule. However, because of the impact to some school sites, we will engage students in virtual learning on the following at the following schools. So virtual learner will take place for the Alfredo Andrews pre-K to 6 school, Pearl B. Larson pre-K to 8, Eulalie Rivera pre-K to 8, and the Sincroy Central High School. So when we say virtual learning, teachers will provide the instructional links for the students through the parent portal and also through the student emails. Students are familiar with this process. And this is how virtual learning will be facilitated today. Campus assessments are going to take place again. We want to make sure that students can 
return to school tomorrow in person, but that will follow the assessment. So another update regarding those schools engaged in virtual learning today will be provided. So I just want to encourage everyone again, visit our VIDE website, our VIDE Facebook page. There's the parent portal. There are lots of resources where you can find accurate information from the Virgin Islands Department of Education. Lastly, John H. Woodson, we're pleased to announce the students are going to be back on campus on Monday. So today, Thursday, February 8th, and Friday, February 9th, they will have their final two days of virtual instruction from 8 a.m. to 12 noon. And the reason their instruction ends virtually at 12 noon is that we can allow teachers to set up their classroom from Monday. And there's a very important parent and student meeting for John H. Woodson via Zoom at 6 p.m. today. The information has been shared with parents. We appreciate you giving us the opportunity to get the information out to the public. The the, the link the, the link for the Zoom um, meeting. So there's a QR code that's available on our website okay. and a QR code and link available on our Facebook pages. And it will be once again sent out today to all students and all media. And just a, a, you're going to be the first to hear it. It hasn't been announced yet, but because you're so special to us at VIDE, wow. uh, we are going to have our very own emergency alert system. So we are so grateful for the continued support of the Virgin Islands Police Department. Their communications team is amazing. And we use their system to get the alerts out. VIDE will launch their own emergency alert system later this month. So we're asking everyone to stay tuned so that they can sign up to receive these alerts and get all the information from the Virgin Islands Department of Education. Vaitima has anything to do with that? The, or, that, or, or that's just all. Um, similar system. The, 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 so the good thing is, it's a similar system. Yeah. Everyone is familiar with the platform, mm -hmm. and you can select email or text and get everything you need from VIDE. Okay, good. Well, now, before you go, um, any updates on um, demolition for for the Charlotte Mali High School? Because we're hearing that that should be happening soon. So that, that update, what I want to always do is provide the most latest and current information. Mm -hmm. So we'll coordinate to have our architect, Ms. Chenille Callwood, who's in charge of all of our new school projects, to provide an update on CAHS. And also on St. Croix, we have so many projects, especially um, at, at Arthur Richards, we have um, that construction is going to be taking place. No, the, we, we, were, we were fortunate to have the, uh, the commissioner on yesterday, and she, she actually uh, updated us on that as well. And that was some good Fantastic. news. So, so we're yeah. encouraging everyone. The projects are moving. They are moving. So we'll have them on so that we can provide all the details. Uh, we have our school advisory board meetings are public. So if you see an announcement to our residents, if you hear or see an announcement regarding a school advisory board meeting, it's public. You can join, tune in, and listen to see where we are with all of our new school projects. Sheila Salomon, thank you very much uh, for making some time uh, on very, very uh, immediate notice. And uh, um, I'm, I'm glad that um, we are working our way back to some level of normalcy where learning is concerned. Thank you, and we appreciate the, the patience and cooperation of 
of our students, parents, and faculty and staff. Thank you so much, Senator, for the time. You got it. And um, Neville. They say you can always be our senator, okay? But thank you, Neville, okay? Uh, that's what I'm talking about. I like that. I like that. We're good. All right. Okay, good. That's uh, Sheila Salomon from uh, the Virgin Islands um, uh, Department of Education. And um, I'm glad that uh, uh, we do have some normalcy uh, taking place uh, on uh, the Big Island and uh, partial, uh, no, I mean, on St. Thomas and partial normalcy here uh, on uh, on the Big Island uh, as well. You know what I'm saying? So so that's uh, some some good news uh, that we're hearing. With. So we took over this again uh, for those uh, who... Um, hold on, let me, uh, let me get back to the story. Right here on St. Croix, okay? Uh, regular run-ins taking place at Ricardo Richards, Lou Muckle, and Claudio Marco, okay? As well as Juanita Gardin, Okay? Um, Ricardo Richards, Dumuckle, and Claudio Marco, they are pre-K to 6. Juanita Guardian is pre-K to 8. And then, of course, the educational complex, it's a high school. Okay? So, those five uh, facilities are operating uh, under normal um, circumstances today. Okay? We got some virtual learning taking place today as well. Alfredo Andrews, Paul B. Larson, Hilary Rivera, and St. Croix Central High School, right? And the Woodson situation is completely unique because, you know, they've been, uh, you know, they've been, I guess, shuttered is the right terminology uh, for for a while, but they're coming back uh, online on Monday, okay? So what they're doing is they got some virtual instruction taking place today and tomorrow, uh, half day, right, from 8 a.m. to noon, to allow teachers to prepare classrooms for the first day back on campus on Monday, okay? And then there's a virtual family meeting for parents and students that's going to take place uh, at 6 p.m. today. Uh, go to the Virgin Islands uh, Department of Education uh, website. You can get a link and all that good stuff so you can uh, participate uh, in uh, that um, virtual meeting for parents and, and students at uh, 6 p.m., Okay. Um, hold on there. Um, yeah, I, I, we got some questions. What are we going to do, right? And I, I just got a, a, a text message from our news feed. Miss um, uh, Maslina uh, Ventura Douglas. And we have some, um, some questions that we want to ask. Um, some comprehensive questions that we wanted to ask. So uh, what we're going to do um, um, is we'll invite them back uh, so that we could ask these pertinent questions and have a, a comprehensive conversation, okay, as it relates to um, the new design for Central High School and things of that nature. Um, of course, you know, the, whenever we have uh, major constructions like this, um, um, CZM uh, some plays a part uh, in, 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 in that uh, approval role. Right, that's part of the protocol, and and a number of different things. Um, the conversations that we've had uh, yesterday and today uh, with the commission and uh, with Miss Solomon, you know, they've been somewhat impromptu, right? So what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a um, we're gonna set that up. Uh, in the past, um, the leadership of the Department of Education 
uh, to include the commissioner, the assistant commissioner, and the respective superintendents. They've all uh, joined in. They, they, they roll as a team. Um, I'm assuming, uh, even though I shouldn't do that, um, but knowing how they work together, um, that, um, you know, because we had a change in, in the commissionership uh, in 2022, right? Um, but that uh, four, four-headed uh, uh, leadership uh, group, um, they would make joint appearances um, depending on who was the superintendent at the time and all that. Um, so if that remains the same, then we're looking forward to that uh, type of scenario uh, happening again. And then we could uh, uh, pepper them with questions. Um, because based on what we heard yesterday, and I was talking with um, with uh, the boss about this, um, that's a significant amount of investment. You know, $3.9 billion with a B. That number is gargantuan. Because if, if schools are running anywhere from 125 mil to 175 mil, right? 10 schools, right, can get you anywhere from 1.25 to 1.75 billion, right? And the number that we heard yesterday at 3.9, that ain't even half the amount of 3.9 with a floor of 125 million and a ceiling of 175 million per school construction. You know, at the top end, that's 1.75 billion. 50% of 3.9 is $1.95 billion. You check what I'm saying? No, I know, you know, everything is a linear, but I'm just saying, if that number is 3.9 billion, like the commission said yesterday, and I got no reason to, to doubt what she said as it relates to the number. We got to be getting a lot for 3.9 bill. And don't forget the original number was 8 bill, and it's now, you know, continued to uh, escalate for various reasons, you know. Uh, supply chain, not supply chain, like what um, Donald Trump said uh, over the weekend, right? So blade chain and all that stuff, material, and, and what John Woods told us uh, two weeks ago as it relates to, you know, uh, the cost, you know. Um, $3.9 billion, man. That's significant money. You could do a lot of significant stuff with that. But the number is now 12 to 15 bill, 13 to 15 billion, based on what the governor has said. Uh, over the last, I'd say, four or five months, um, you know, because you're including uh, some money for um, territory-wide uh, sewer system repair, um, not only repair but uh, reinstallation. Um, so it's a lot of money, and uh, you know, hopefully, um, the contractors are not in the business of jacking up the price just because there is money. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm being very very straightforward, okay? I know that some of them, you know, you got contractors who are in the money grab business. But this ain't what, it, what it's about, right? It's about replacing facilities with new facilities, hardened um, based on what we're, you know, what we're anticipating living in a hurricane alley. Make us more resilient, 
right? And if that number is 3.9, you know, we got to get more than five, six schools out of that. You know, we're going to get plenty of schools out of that. I'm just saying, based on the math. Okay? So, we'll be keeping an eye on that, because that number there was staggering as to them, boy. Right? I mean, I, I want to, I'm I, I glad that, you know, we got, we, we got it going on like that. And don't forget, I keep saying, you know, we, we, um, uh, we got a we got a lot of uh, you know things uh, working in our favor as it relates to um, our relationship with you know the leader of the free world, being a friend and a frequent visitor, at least at least a once a year visitor uh, of the Virgin Islands and. You go take advantage of this window, man. We don't know how, how long you'll last, you know what I'm saying? So, hopefully, you know, we can make things uh, beneficial to us uh, as well. So, I'm going to work, uh, Marceline, I'm going to work on on um, getting uh, them, uh, the, the powers that be, uh, into uh, the studio so we can have that uh, comprehensive uh, conversation uh, as well. But are reaching out to them today? Um, was really about um, the uh, exigency uh, circumstances we're dealing with as a result to this weather system that's been here for a day and a half. Okay, so I apologize uh, as it relates to that. So we'll take a break, come back, and uh, hopefully Summer Sibley will join us uh, in a little bit. Be back right after this. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. On Masterpiece. They're transferring me to start bomber training. You'll be flying over there. I don't think I'm ready. Neither did any of the women who came before you, and yet here we all are. My wife, she's pregnant. I wondered if I could go back. We all have people we're worried about, but we have a job to do. Is that understood? I think it started. All Creatures Great and Small, the season finale on Masterpiece. Tune in Sunday, February 18th at 10 p.m. on WTJX-TV Channel 12. 